Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Supplemental Sex, or It's Not Just Sex. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of seven. So here we go again with teaching on a marriage killer topic. Why we don't fight fire with fire is beyond me. We can all agree that if you bring a knife to a gunfight, the odds are very lopsided unless you are Chuck Norris. Before we roll, question. Is it not interesting that the most ignored subject in church is also the most abused and twisted in the world? No, don't answer, because you really haven't had enough time to really think about what I just asked you. But hopefully you'll have an answer after you listen to this series. So I did discuss the topic of sex and other messages, titled Divorce, a Spiritual Infraction Occurring in the Natural, and Drinking, Gambling, and Sexing Responsibly. Although each takes a different approach on the subject covering sex in different parts of life. So like the divorce message includes sex because it is one of the big three reasons why we get divorced. Of course we should talk about that. In the other message, which includes, in part, a section on sexing responsibly, it shares a common chat that sex has become in public life. In fact, we have entire subcultures basing their entire defense on their right to choose who and what to have sex with, although all that business is not chatted about too deep in that message. I recommend a listen to each as I feel that anything God has to say about the subject ought to be listened to. Now, 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 for those who feel we should remain silent on such personal matters, I would actually agree, except for the fact that the devil has made his agenda public and not just a few generations of kids are exposed to incredibly nonsensical hubbub about what sex is and is not. The streets teach, and for those of you who do not know that, well, now you do. So what, before I get carried away and let the clutch out before I get to the starting line, I should explain what this message is targeted to, and why I now have a trilogy on sex. And yes, I combined allegory with trilogy. Decom, please allegory, a representation of an abstract or spiritual meaning through concrete or material forms, figurative treatment of one subject under the guise of another, a symbolic narrative, trilogy, a series of groups of three plays, novels, operas, etc., that although individually complete, are closely related in theme, sequence, or alike, a group of three related things. And yes, I've been doing this for a minute, so now I have four messages on it. That's okay, I'm sure I'll have more. Who or why did I just do that? Well, before I shortly summarize sex in this third message, I want you to know just a bit on my writing style. Now you will see things, if you haven't already, where I mix use comedic and sarcastic expression to make a point. It's like I'm standing in a pig pen, watching others do things that will also lead them to the same mess. I'm using my own style to try to keep them from repeating my mistakes. As you see, pigs need no company to be content in the mud. The other reason I went into great detail to explain the use of trilogy is to distract you for a moment. We are about to venture into a very sensitive topic that, I'm sure I will mention again, churches don't like to teach on or to discuss. You are basically left on your own to figure sex out in your relationship. And I'm too old to keep quiet, having experienced a lifetime of frustration for a variety of reasons. And before your thoughts manifest into words, I'm not saying that my sex life was awful. 
I learned, talked, changed, sacrificed, sinned, repented, fell in the pig pen, showered in the blood, learned some more, experimented, asked, and washed, rinsed, and repeated the process throughout my entire marriage thus farest. This message is about the things that get in the way of a Christian couple, having an amazing life of intimacy, and how that directly impacts their relationship with God. Like a diamond, there are many facets I could take to teach on the subject of sex, and so you know, I will just do me. There are better teachers and also some who are more qualified, and maybe even a bit more reserved in the expression of such a sensitive topic. But I say again, I can only do me, and it will have to be enough. In waking up this morning, some new thoughts popped into my head, as well as some of the old, regarding the topic of sex, because this is a personal thing that I have struggled with since about five years of age. I thought instead of being quiet about it and taking all of that part of my life to the grave, I should but do something different. I could have written a book entitled it My Life of Sexual Sin, Failures and Successes, but in my mind that would have provided me an opportunity to excuse some, not all, but some of the bad behavior. I'm also aware of the risk of sharing such stuff in a world where sex is discussed everywhere but the church. There may be a fear that the church wouldn't want anyone to struggle who was already struggling, but my thought and experience is that they are already struggling and will continue to do so even if we are silent about it in our church. After all, we all struggle with sin and the church should be talking about it every Sunday. If they can't get proper teaching on such a subject that is so public in the church, where do you think they will get taught, O ye of the fivefold ministry? I know we shouldn't have to talk about something that should come so natural, but it doesn't come natural, and it is loaded with spiritual powers which affects the outcome and frame of mind you take on the activity. In the 50s, they could focus on other things in the body of Christ, because sex hadn't yet made its total public debut. But when the 60s hit and the sexual revolution went public, the church did not respond with a public campaign of their own. Now, I don't mean running ads and pasting scriptural quotes and sayings on billboards all across your town or city. I'm talking about equipping the saints for the work of ministry, without ignoring the natural man or woman contained within each vessel of God, you know, the earthen vessel. Now, sex doesn't go away when we get saved. It gets or needs a correction in terms of the role it plays in the life of anybody. But now this message is not for anybody, but only for those who are saved and or being saved. It won't help the non-believer because they don't understand the kingdom of God and how it works. 1 Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now in previous messages I have discussed how I believe the church is only for the believers, and those who are being saved. I cover some of this in my message titled, Church Purpose, and it's worth a listen if I don't say so myself. But of course, anyone could say that about what they teach if indeed God has anointed them to do so, right? Again, this message is not for the non-believer or the unconverted, and neither is the church. The church is an equipping center for the believers. It is our barrack or bunker, depending on where you are churching. This is why no subject in life should be ignored. Everything is public knowledge in God, and it seems to me he would want to teach on a subject that is destroying, or has a role in destroying, 50 plus or minus percent of Christian marriages. But wait, this statistic does not take into account the relationships that chug on in misery because of the sexual frustration that has knitted itself into their relationship. 
because of the ignorance gap that exists. Nor does it include all the sexual crimes committed against humanity. More on this discombobulated mess of sex later in another message, titled Seek and Sex, No Hiding Necessary. Put on your portable airbags because something will hit you squarely in the eyes, unannounced and uninvited, but smack nonetheless. God knows everything about us, so there will be no sneaking sin into heaven. Let's be a church community that fights to remove the stains of this world and of our pre-born-again selves, that we would run in absolute freedom from guilt, judgment, and condemnation. One last rant. This touches everyone. Why do you think sex is so public when it should be absolutely a private affair? Two reasons. No, but three. Sin, the devil, and everybody is wired to desire it, except in the eunuch. And this label comes about in the following manner, not just because it is a requirement to fill a church post. Matthew 19, 11, 12. But he said to them, All cannot accept this saying, but only those in whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. So why be so silent on an issue that destroys relationships between husband and wife, as well as God in some cases? It has been an issue since time began in sin, and according to what I have seen and experienced will be even a greater issue, and actually already is. Now, of course, I have already done messages titled CD Seedlings and Church Purpose, whereby I discuss the first act of adultery which started at the garden party. Thanks for that lyric, Ricky Nelson, but it's not helpful for such a powerful statement. Don't you know, Ricky, I may have just lost some on that statement. But for those of you who know me, I try and support everything with scripture. And if I am wrong anyway, then don't believe me. Just move on to seek the truth for thus I say, I am not the way, the truth, and the light. I am right behind you looking for the one in whom that applies to as well. And besides, Jesus will forgive me if I am wrong. But it may be a little more difficult for him to do so if I don't try. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.